Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Hi, welcome back to People of Purpose. I'm your host, Tanner Badgley, and this week we will be wrapping up our conversation on guiding organizations through culture initiatives that inspire people to live more authentic and fulfilling lives. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage checking that out. Some of the things we covered are, what is Godfidence? Expressing one's true selves and building confidence over external factors, the gift of authenticity, and so many more interesting topics. And in this episode, Alan and I will be talking about his communication with his star family, pursuing bliss and feeling stuck, his personal view on the world's direction, and so much more. So what's, what, what's coming up in these conversations? Well, a lot of things that's coming up is, first things first, is I'm receiving a lot of healing in my own personal journey. Um, the being that I've been in, in connection with a lot, his name is Anto. He lives on a different planet. He calls it MR3. It's a really a long M word. I couldn't even pronounce it. He just said call it MR3 for short. And he's been in touch with me my entire life since I was a child. And it's really cool to communicate with him because he's bringing up, he, he brought up for me old fears that lived in my body that I didn't even know of. Hmm. But in a sense, since he sees the whole picture of my entire life from where he is, or he's been with me since I was a kid, it's almost like a brotherly figure that known me since childhood. And actually, just as recent as yesterday, I had a very, very, very scary conversation with my dad. And this this was arguably one of the greatest fears that I, that lived in my chest that Anto called out. See, what Anto does is that sometimes he will connect with my body from his planet. He'll connect with my body and be able to scan my fears, right? Mm. And there was one time where we were talking and he's like, okay, close your eyes. Now, do you feel this? And the moment he said that, I felt like a thud on my chest. I'm like, yo, I feel that. What is that? He's like, okay, wait. He's like, do you feel that? I'm like, not as much. He's like, okay, I'm gonna crank up the machine. And I felt like a louder buzz in my chest. And then when he got to the left side of my chest, he was like, this is a fear, has something to do with your father. You may need to have a conversation with your father. And I'm like, what could I be talking to my dad about? I had to talk with my dad and I realized that my dad, I love him with my heart. He is a person that aligns really much with the Bible and also very much with, um, let's just call it old school ways of thinking and has a bit of a, it's not natural for a man to transition to being a woman, transgenders, transsexuals. Mm -hmm. And in his belief, he's saying that, although he's not gonna judge those people, but from his perspective, from a spiritual perspective, that's not right, that's not natural, God doesn't like it. It was extremely painful for me to have a conversation with him and saying, actually, Dad, I don't see it that way. I actually believe that God would not create beings that have dreams that he can't fulfill. And for the very first time in my adult life, me and my dad was definitely not on the same page about something. Right. And it scared me because I'm like, Dad, like, although we have different perspectives of God, I don't want to lose my best friend. And I cried. And 
he's like, son, no matter what, I'm always, always, always your father. You're always my son and we're always friends, no matter what our spiritual beliefs are. So your fear was that you'd lose your best friend and your dad if you uh, made it known that you had opposing spiritual views as him? Yeah, 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 at the base of it, yeah. You know, my fear was I'd lose my best friend and my dad and having opposing spiritual views. And also that I'm actually okay with transsexual women. If I see a transsexual woman, I see that's a woman. Right. And I had fear that he's like, oh my goodness, you know, but the fear released itself, I expressed it, we loved each other, and it felt good because I got to, I get to be my true self and still have my dad, still have in my life. I don't think that it's, I think the reason why a lot of people are afraid to be authentic is because they're afraid of what they'll lose and who they'll lose in that authenticity. Yeah, for sure. And what I've learned from yesterday's experience is what I gained, and I gained me myself, loving myself more, and understanding that if I be myself, this is a quote that I actually, my partner Sky shared with me. She said, if you have people that leave your life in your healing process, then those people were attached to you being hurt. Yeah. And that's why they fell away. Yeah. So in our healing process, being in our authenticity, we get to see and experience who are the people that actually loves us for us and not for what they want of us or what they think of us. And then we don't attract those kinds of people anymore because we're not a, a magnet for that kind of energy. Exactly. Or And or we attract those people and we get to heal them. Okay. Yeah. We attract them and we can heal them too. So how can we communicate with aliens? Hmm. Like how can I, First things I first is not identifying them as aliens okay. because that puts them far away. Okay. okay. Um, so it's something of like a, a that that type of term it creates separation and is maybe a little bit I just had an discriminatory or derogatory or something. It it, it just it's just it, it's almost like addressing Galena as an alien. Right. <laughs> She's like I'm right here, right? I've just received <laughs> <laughs> I've just received I mean, she kind of, you know, very unique. <laughs> I've just received an insight for you though. Okay. You already have had contact with them. Yeah. You've already had contact. You've already been in communication. Help me understand. Help me to remember that. You've had contact. Many people have already had contact. Now, that is a good question. How to remember this is first accepting that you've already been in talks with them. Yeah. Being grounded and like, okay, I've already done this. And as you are grounded in that, you'll start to feel and see the invitations to what next steps to do from already doing it. From a practical sense, the way you build a relationship with star family is the same way you build a relationship with someone on our planet, communication. Mm-hmm. Talk with them, go out there, go outside, or in your room, wherever it resonates, talk with them. And understand that communicate doesn't always mean just talking, so they can communicate with you oftentimes through synchronicities. Mm-hmm. Synchronicities that happen, numbers on a, numbers on a board, um, random movies coming out at the perfect timing, synchronicity. There's many ways to communicate, but by actually first acknowledging that you've already had contact with them and then going out of your way to actually communicate out loud with them and right. starting that relationship and noticing that when they communicate back with you through a synchronicity or words or whatever it is, when they communicate back with you, acknowledging, wow, that's them. They're there. He's there. She's there. They're connecting with me. And that starts to build the relationship whenever we need be. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think I have. I <laughs> um, yeah, for me, like a lot of my personal development journey has been through brain injuries. Um, and so it gets to the point where I don't even like fully trust my memory of something like from the intellectual realm. Mm -hmm. But like there's this always this. I remember when I was like laying on the mountain after falling like super far at Yosemite National Park and just like really banging myself up. I couldn't remember what I had just thought about. I couldn't remember like what day it was, what I was doing recently. But I, I could always, there's something beneath that surface that always felt like a true eternal memory that I'm this soul and this soul is pure and this soul like has another chance if it wants to, if it wants to flourish again. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was probably the beginning of me talking to aliens, mm -hmm. um, so to speak. Um, I, I was, yeah, I, I was asking for a lot of spiritual guidance about what to do with this next chance I have to live because I basically like came really close to like losing it all. Mm. Um, and ever since then, that I've just super trusted the guidance of, you know, questions out there, whatever shows up as a serendipitous thing in my life or a synchronicity, I'm going for it. Yes. And now I am like here 11 years later and I'm still living like that. Yes. Um, and I don't know a different way to live anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Understanding that you have help in so many different perspectives and so many different ways. You mm -hmm. have access to so many strong helpers on your team. For sure. You're like a you're like a quarterback that has like the best receivers, the best linemen, yeah. the best of the best on your team. What happens when uh, <laughs> I also have my team here? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes my team doesn't want to doesn't want to block for me today, or they don't want to run and catch a pass, and they uh, they're tired and they have they want to go and have a vacation and all mm -hmm. these things. How do you um, how do you maintain like leadership without being controlling mm -hmm. to get the result of like that the team is striving for? Mm -hmm. Mind you, that the only result that matters is the result of joy, inner joy. Yeah. So very some there's very there's there's very many times where a particular result would elude us, particularly to teach us that we're attaching our happiness to that result. Right. Because the result that matters is not external, it is internal. Now, in the idea of leadership is communicating as a leader, leaders aren't really the ones that says, follow me. Leaders are the ones that says, I'll go first. Yeah. I'm willing to lead the way and go first in this. So if there's a time where, let's say for example, you're running out to throw a pass and your team isn't there, your lineman isn't there, then that's the perfect time for a QB sneak. Yeah. We're in a sense where you are equipped enough to actually run to the end zone. I love football metaphors. Through the, through the defense. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So know that you have your team that's there, that can be perfect in alignment, but you're also a powerful player as well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you don't feel like you're a powerful player, life can be taking your team away just so you can understand that you're a powerful player. Mm, for sure. Also like this kind of thing is one of many things I envisioned would happen when I formed a business and had teammates and all these things. Like this is what I'm after is like finding community, um, understanding the deeper truths of life, like we have, you know, one of my mentors here, Luther, who's created this whole set for us. We have like Galena, who I absolutely love. She's been, she was our first one in person that joined our team. She helped me pioneer tons of things as like my right hand person. 
And then Bobby joins the team and he can like close all these deals with these sellers and now we own a bunch of houses, which is also really cool. And then Parker is newer to our life and it's like been fun to watch him like find his voice and find his flow and like I'm trying to, Parker's challenging me to like let go of the control and the structure and like you make these calls at these times and just trust him to like follow his bliss and create the results for the team. Uh, and I'm sure there's gonna be more figures that come in our world as well. It's like. Um, the posture I take is very different than I think my business partner Phil takes mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's been really hard sometimes to um, when you have partners and then you have a team how do you get all that to synchronize because uh, if I'm just being me I'm really not driving like result and call and this that's not my style mm -hmm. but his style is much more like of an action taking like we're gonna get all these things done and that's how we hit our results mind you that it's okay to take those actions. It's okay to be like that. The only thing that matters is, is that it's coming from a place of joy. Mm -hmm. The actions are irrelevant. Is it joy? You could be joyful with not as much physical action, more internal things or things of nature. Yeah. He could be joyful and grinding every day, 20 calls, 80 calls, 100 calls, whatever yeah, it takes, sure. right? So. You come together, you synchronize in a sense by knowing that his joy could be different than your joy. As long as you're both coming from a place of joy, you'll always be synchronized. Yes. Cool. So that's the conversation I have with Phil. Are you happy doing this? Okay, cool. I love it then. Understand that I may not be as happy doing that. But if you're happy in doing it, then hey, this is a perfect opportunity for you to lead that department in your joy. And you may be attracted to inspire and attract other people that may have a similar joy. Yeah. I remember you telling me a little bit about your kind of business ownership style. And you had some marketing person that was trying to like create a message to get clicks and likes and mm -hmm. whatever. How did mm -hmm. you tell us about that situation, how you handled that? I told them the truth about how it doesn't align with they were putting the result in a sense where the, the goal was the result of the clicks and the likes and all of that, things of that nature, rather than the goal being the expression of the message, the goal being sharing and uplifting the world. I've had that conversation with them. And to be very honest, since that conversation, I felt the energetic differences. Some of their teammates aligned, some of their teammates didn't align, and their leader I feel a bit of a sense of, how should I put it? I call it loving each other go. Loving each other go. Loving each other go. That's pretty profound. And by loving each other go, we can understand that, hey, you want to be in that energy, I love you regardless, I'm gonna be in this energy, please love me regardless. Yeah. Because their perspective is very valid, my perspective is very valid, and loving each other go means we release each other without judgment. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, if we if we have this philosophy, we attract this tribe of people that like um, is always living in, in joy together. They're yes. being the expression that they want to be, yes. and then they find success defined by the terms of that vibe of that tribe, yes. which is different than some other vibe of that tribe. Yes, cool. Exactly. So and what's up with this like negativity around the word click, like it or uh, uh, what's the not click? Um, Cult. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like this word has been popping up recently for, like, what we have going on at our house. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and it's like, I, I can see, like, we're pretty joyful, like, hanging out with each other. 
and then this label comes on and we're quick to say, no, we're not that. But like, there's something in the cult thing that we are that we appreciate. Remember what we said earlier. If you go to a certain level of bliss, you will remind others that they're avoiding that or they want it themselves. Yeah. And so it's definitely one of those terminologies where it's like, first things first, on the other standpoint, it can be a sense of we want that, so we're gonna try to bring them back to our level. And then on our standpoint, remember, what the other thinks about you are just subtle fears you have within yourselves to address and to heal and to reveal. Because if I called you right now and said, hey, you remind me of a school bus, would that affect you? No. Because there's no part of you that believes you're a school bus. (laughs) (laughs) There's no fear about that. Right. So if there's people that are saying things that can make you feel, make the group feel like, oh, there's something wrong with us, then I will address that head on before others address it and heal it. Because oftentimes, they can use the word cult, they can use the word group, it doesn't matter the word, it's the frequency. It's it's the frequency that matters. If that word brings up a fear within you, mind you that if there's a group that's together, they have common joys, they often sometimes have common fears. For sure. So what is the common fear that can be coming up when that word cult comes up? Um... Definitely blazing trails. My corporate job, I don't remember doing like drum circles before we go into a sales cycle and making sales calls. So, mm-hmm. uh, it might be a shame of being authentic to what we follow. And for me, I'm scared of being too exclusionary. Like we're too weird for to be inviting to a new person or something. That's yes. part of my fear. Mm. I I was always that kid in school that could be friends with all the groups of people. Mm. But uh, my favorite group was the debate kids because they were super open-minded and always de- able to like step into different paradigms mm-hmm. but they would make no friends with any of the athletic kids they they just like looked down on them mm-hmm. and i was like the quarterback of the football team also so mm-hmm. i like respected like the like what was going on with that too mm-hmm. and i've kind of i guess i have this fear that i live in this like inability to like unify and unite all the different tribes that i feel connected to at some spiritual level mm-hmm. um, and so by calling it a cult it like it siphons off what we have here to the rest Mm. and I don't want that feeling to be created Mm. that's probably my fear about it that's okay that's okay that's a beautiful expression and acknowledging of it and seeing it for what it is and that's all perfectly okay I still want to be like I would love to be vegan and I want to be able to like (laughs) eat steaks and uh, lobster with my grandma when she cooks it for me Mm. And it's like, this is kind of, I guess, symbology of like the, the tension I feel sometimes. Mm, mm, the, the different parties of people mm-hmm. that you want to be able to dance with simultaneously. Yeah. And it feels really authentic to be able to dance with each of them. Mm. Like, uh, I find traveling extremely easy for me. Mm. Other people are like, how can you just go by yourself to like a you know, Thailand or like rural parts of Morocco? I like lived in the desert of Morocco for a week. Mm. Didn't know anyone. Mm. It's like that stuff is so easy for me to navigate because I just like I'm curious. I bring the open hearted thing. I sit down and have tea with people. We can't speak the same language, mm. but we end up find ourselves laughing and drawing things and showing pictures to each other. Mm. And like there's something that feels universally important to me in mm. that. Um, but there's this weird, like, that's just a past life or that's something I can vacation to. Right now I'm here in Kansas City and I'm building this business. But it's all me. 
And I feel like that's kind of the link in my purpose journey that I haven't quite figured out yet. Is I know how to like lead a, a group of 10, 12, 15 people here, lead a little thing here, four or five, captain this team. I do like lots of leadership things, but I can't, haven't brought it all together yet. Mm. And I, I kind of have this dream of like being like the mayor of like a city I create. Mm-hmm. That's probably like one of the bigger dreams in my heart. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that, but that's no, kind of yeah, probably that's, the answer. That's, that's, that's good, that's good. That's, you're, you're seeing all of yourself. Because remember what we alluded to earlier is that there's only you. Mm-hmm. And people are in a sense external extensions of you. Right. So integrating the groups together is integrating all parts of yourself together. For sure, <laughs> yeah. I love it when we have 150 people at a party type of thing. Yeah, but then like, I know my dad doesn't like that. I know my wife doesn't like that. So, so it's like, you have to be cognizant of all these forces in your life. And yeah. So being aware of these different beliefs, you might even say they're a bit alien-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like I fit in here sometimes. That is good to ponder on. For sure. <laughs> I have two questions. Yes. Right. Okay. So I thought I was asking this for my mom, but then I thought about it and I was like, well, I'm actually asking this for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you keep pursuing bliss when it seems irrational and irresponsible? Irrational and irresponsible are some of the most blissful things you can do. (laughs) Everything that's fun is usually irrational and irresponsible. (laughs) Think about it. So understanding that irrational and irresponsible are actually very fun. That's how the best movies are made. Some of the greatest Hollywood scenes are scenes that weren't even in a script. Mm -hmm. Now, the judgment energy that's placed on there, that would be a conversation with the person or people that originated that energy with you. So it's not about the word irrational and irresponsible. It's about the people that you used to make you feel irrational and irresponsible and having that conversation with them, either directly with them or energetically or expressing with them to allow yourself to have irresponsible, irrational fun. Okay, I have one more. Yes. So this one is for my mom. What to do when somebody feels stuck and they don't see a path that's shining with clarity and direction and joy? They feel stuck and yet they're looking for a path, but understanding that there's plenty of joy in being stuck. There's plenty of joy that can be found in the stuckness. If someone is stuck and Jim Carrey's in a room with them, that can be a very fun room. So know that the energy doesn't have to be avoiding being stuck, but could be looking for where is their joy, bliss, fun, excitement right here where I'm standing. Sometimes people can look down at their shoes and find joy in their shoes. Why did I choose these shoes? You know what, when I got these shoes, it was with a past relationship, and that was such a funny relationship. Who knows where it can go? <laughs> so not placing any joy or anything down the path, per se, but knowing that 
they are the path themselves and they don't have to go anywhere. You're welcome. Yes. Um, so when I've channeled or tapped into some energies, I, I have this reoccurring theme that this um, this earth is moving towards like a collective unity, like the star families that you're you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Do you well, where do you see this world going, or what, in what direction, or, or is there a theme going on? Understanding that there is no particular direction that the world is going because it's already at all places at once right now. There is no such thing as time in a sense. So right now the world is everywhere right now. The question is, where do you want the world to go? Where do you choose the world to go? And whatever direction you focus on, you will experience. So, yeah. where, so where do I see this world particularly going? Well, from the, from the highest perspective, I see it all places at once, but there is the world that I choose. And the world I choose is divinity, love, connection, community, all of those things and as such. And how to create that and experience that really is by being the energy of community, being the energy of love. We don't actually change the world. We don't. The, the world exists the way it exists. We change ourselves and we experience the version of the world that's in alignment with ourself we changed too. So if someone wants a loving planet, be love. Someone wants a joyful planet, be joy. Someone wants a planet where there, there is clean water for all, be an advocate for clean water, be a clean water specialist. We get to actually choose the planet we experience because they all exist right now. Hmm. Sure. Well, I know that you needed to wrap up because you've got more things to go to today. Um, yes. I wanted you to be able to share with the audience um, how they could tap into you know, getting closer to you and your ideas and if you have any sort of platform or a place that they can uh, plug into to, to elevate their purpose journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I have a little bit of social media. Um, Instagram, Alan J. Big. A-L-L-J, A-L-L-E-N-J-B-I-G, Alan J. Big, Instagram, TikTok, um, really everything is just Alan J. Big. Um, they can also more than welcome to just email me as well. I'm feeling called to say, you, you can email me, and that is Alan, A-L-L-E-N, at RethinkingBig.com. So, Alan at RethinkingBig.com. Um, that is my email. The website that I have is rethinkbig.org. Okay, cool. Cool beans. Thanks. Thanks mm -hmm. for being on the show. It was really fun to be able to talk to you about these different topics, and it's fun to have an audience that also seems like they got some value. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for showing me how you channel the expression. Yes. Um, yeah, thank you for helping me identify where kind of my gap is right now, mm. as well with the unifying the different people groups mm. to something. So, yeah, I appreciate you. Love you as well. Thank you. Thank you. So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question? Or is there something we can help you work through to figure out and reach your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Just send us an email or a message on Facebook. If you want continued inspiration, subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our insightful guests. Do you have any friends that might enjoy this podcast? Bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. And if you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as receive daily inspiration, 
follow the podcast and journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast or at People of Purpose on Facebook to join our purpose-seeking community. By joining, you will know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose news, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me to nourish your path to purpose. Lastly, if you like this podcast, please post a review wherever you listen to it. Doing so will not only help us to grow, but will also allow your voice to be heard and who knows who you could inspire. Cheers, and here's to becoming. <laughs>